Welcome to the Dirty Devotional Podcast, where we try to make sense of the dirty and the divine in our messy world. My name is Zach, and I'm an ex-pastor, a struggling addict, and I deal with major anxiety and depression. Yet I deeply believe in God's presence in my life and in your life as well. I hope today's conversation inspires your thoughts, challenges your beliefs, and helps you feel seen, known, and loved by a real God. Thanks for joining. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Dirty Devotional Podcast, y'all. I hope you're ready for a wonderful week, and I'm so excited to be back with you. If you're new to the podcast, we do these devotionals every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and my goal is for it to be 10 minutes or less, something that you can listen to on your drive to work, something quick, easy, but hopefully it will get you thinking about yourself, thinking about God and how we can intertwine the dirty and the divine in our life. And we just finished our conversation on prayer, and y'all, I enjoyed it. And if you missed out on it, it was like the last five devotionals, I believe. So you can go back and listen to it if you have questions about prayer, you feel like your prayer life isn't working or doesn't make sense to you because you feel like you're talking to a wall. Go back, listen to those uh, devotionals, and I really hope and believe that they could be helpful for you um, in some way. But today, specifically, we are going to completely shift gears, y'all. Um, something random that I really want to talk about. And to get there, I want to talk about my sister. Uh, so I have two sisters. I'm the middle child. Um, shout out to all my middle uh, children. You were invisible. No one saw you because you weren't the oldest and you weren't the youngest. You were just there. And so you kind of just blended in. You weren't noticed. I feel you. And I hope you know you were seen. You are known. You were loved by me. But my younger sister, y'all, um, when I was growing up, I thought she was like the biggest brat. Um, she got on my nerves. She would never leave me alone. And I was in charge of babysitting her for a season of my life. And this was back when we had landlines, y'all, home phones. It was like right during the transition of the cell phone era. Um, and so my sister, if wanted to call my mom, she'd pick up the phone at the home at our house and call my mom's work and extension and get in touch with her. Now, obviously, the problem with that is, is you're calling her work. And so once you call so many times, it's like, all right, is this woman working or is she just talking to her kids all day? So my mom got upset at me this one time because Kara, my younger sister, had called her a bunch. And so I was like, I'm going to do it anyone else today. I'm just going to rip the phones off the line, off the wall, and I'm going to hide them. And so I did that, and my younger sister pitched a fit through a tantrum. She's not like that, by the way. I love her very much, but I didn't in this moment. And she like locked herself up, and my mom came home, and she was like, where's your sister at? And I was like, I don't care. I'm better off without a sister. I don't even know who my sister is. And was just being like super dramatic, which I am, if you know me, and was making this huge deal. Um, and y'all, what's really funny is... There's kind of a little bit of this in the Bible. If you've never heard of the story of Cain and Abel, in the book of Genesis, there is uh, Genesis chapter 4. The first two brothers is Cain and Abel. Uh, they are the sons of Adam and Eve. And so naturally, you have a little bit of sibling uh, rivalry going on. And so in this rivalry, there comes a point where uh, God is basically shines a little bit more favor upon Abel than Cain due to um, the sacrifice he brought towards God. 
And Cain gets jealous. Cain's like, hold up, God. Why do you prefer him and his sacrifice over mine? And God's like, uh, Abel brought me the fr- like the better. He like thought he brought me the what was best. You brought me kind of leftovers. And we can talk about that another time. But in response, Cain takes Abel out into the field and Cain kills his brother, y'all. So I ripped phones off the wall and that seems pretty dramatic. Cain killed Abel over this. I mean, you want to talk about family drama? Y'all, this is it. This is it. You you got family drama? You think the Bible doesn't know about your family drama? We are four chapters into the Bible, and we got brothers killing each other. So the Bible knows your drama. Um, But he he kills his brother, and then God comes to Cain and says, "Um, Cain, where, where is your brother? And he responds with this phrase that's super popular. You may have heard. He says, uh, Am I my brother's keeper? Basically, what I said about my sister, I don't I don't know where she is. I don't care. It's not my problem. She's got her life. I got my life. Um, I'm not getting involved with it. Cain here is like, I could care less about it, but to the point where he killed him. That's how that's how small um, his concerns were when it came to Abel. And I was thinking about this, and I, I think it's important for us to talk about is so many times in our life, uh, I believe that we passively use this statement, this, um, I'm not my brother's keeper. I'm not my sister's keeper. It's not my problem. And I, I don't think we would ever say that. I think if any of you are Christians, you probably are like, well, I would be there for anybody. I, I'm there for my friends. But we live in a world today where there are uh, groups of people who have been um, kind of, treated unfairly um, by the church or being treated very unfairly by the world. Um, People who are good people who have hearts and souls and lives and the divine touch of God on their life and um, they're being abused and mistreated. I'm talking about people like people of color who are being... um, systematically abused and mistreated people who um, have went through struggles that if you're white and the reality is we white people you've had struggles I'm not saying you haven't had struggles I'm just saying there are struggles that we can't understand because we are white and you may not be okay with that and that's okay but it doesn't make it any less true but there are our brothers and sisters who are of color there are um uh the queer community and I'm I say queer from the standpoint of the whole LG BTQ community, all of them, um, when I say queer, and so our queer brother and sisters who um, are being literally traumatized by the church, um, saying that God won't love them unless they change something that's very, very much a part of their lives. There are people who have been divorced, people who have made bad decisions, or people who have been cast away um, and left behind and left alone to fend for themselves, believing that that no one cares about them and they're not worth living. And it's really sad when you look at uh, depression and you look at the suicide rate against these marginalized groups of people. And I think a lot of us in life, we take this stance in the Bible of, am I my brother's keeper? Or we become so passive in our silence of, that's not my problem. Or um, I don't have to deal with that. Or I've never done that, so therefore it's not real. And... I want to encourage you today that and let you know, and maybe maybe not encourage isn't the right word. I'm going to bring awareness to the fact that um, my silence 
that our silence, our passiveness, um, is taking a stand somewhere. That when we choose not to stand up for those who are marginalized, when we choose not to stand up for those who are abusing power, who are misrepresenting God, what we end up doing is we end up saying it's okay when we do nothing. And there are people in our world, people in our lives, in your life and my life, um, who have been marginalized that deserve someone to fight for them that deserve to be seen, they deserve to be known, they deserve to be loved, just as God sees, knows, and loves them. And I think one of the most revolutionary ideas that could change our world for the better is if we simply started fighting for those who are different than us, whether they are a different color, whether they are um, a different gender, that their gender identity doesn't make sense to you, their sexuality doesn't make sense to you, whatever, whatever it may be. We have to start fighting for people because that's what Jesus did for us is regardless of what he thought about us, regardless of what we did, he went to the cross for us and fought for us. And we can no longer live our lives as Christians with this idea of I'm not my brother and I'm not my sister's keeper. That it's not my problem. Because we are the family of God, it's, it is our problem and their pain we should empathize with that and we should go to them and fight for them and be with them to gain understanding, to show them grace and love, to be present when, when no one else seems to be present for them. That maybe we can make a difference in our world, in our circle, in our life, simply by choosing to be the one that cares for those that have been marginalized the most those that have made decisions and done things that we don't agree with, those that are different and believe differently than us. That what if it's in that love that we are the best representation of what Christ is to this world? What if that's how we, um, we represent the, the, when Jesus says in Matthew 5, 14, that you are the light of the world. A city on the hill cannot be hidden. What if our love for those who have been cast into darkness could be a light to the world to show them that it's okay? That we don't, that they're, they're worth more than we know and that they know. What if we did that today? What if we stopped choosing to be passive on this idea of I'm not my brother's keeper? And instead we say, I'm going to fight for those that are different than me because they are deserving of it. Let me pray for us. Lord, help us be better. Lord, um, I know in my own life, I've taken this stance of it's not my problem because I don't, I don't know them. I don't, I don't relate to that. But Lord, um, our passiveness is damaging. Lord, it's damaging when we don't stand for those that are hurting. So Lord, I pray that you help us. Lord, help us lay aside our um our beliefs, our predetermined understandings of what people are like, or that we wouldn't make these quick judgments. Um, but Lord, instead that we would be willing to break down walls and to gain more understanding, more empathy, more sympathy, Lord, that we would extend grace and love, um, Lord, that we would be present for those, or that we would make their concerns our concerns. 
And Lord, that we would care for them as you care for us. Lord, help us do that today. Lord, bring awareness to the people that we need to love on um, or in these moments of our lives. And Lord, we ask all this in your name. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining me on today's devotional. If you want to get more connected, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at Z underscore chill. That's at Z underscore C-H-I-L. Or you can connect with myself and other listeners through our private Facebook group. You can find this by searching Dirty Devotional Podcast, Dirty Family. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast, please take time to rate it on iTunes or Spotify. This helps us reach more people and lets us know that my content is making a difference in your life. Most importantly, I hope today you felt seen, known, and loved by a real God. Be blessed.